In today's show, we'll be discussing the biggest Bitcoin week of the year, as well as the five things to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week. Also in today's show, Cardano creator Charles Hoskinson says rumors are swirling that Ripple and XRP lawsuit conclusion. Also in today's show, veteran trader Tone Vase predicts the end of the year rally for the king crypto, but there is a catch. That's right. The crypto trader who correctly called the collapse of Bitcoin back in 2018 is predicting a decent surge for Bitcoin to the end of the year. Also in today's show, Paxful CEO preaches Bitcoin self-custody and advises against crypto exchange. That's right. While some execs chose to double down on assuring the fund's safety on their platforms, Ray Youssef, the CEO of crypto exchange Paxful, sided with the idea of self-custody. Also in today's show, breaking news, the latest report shows before the bankruptcy filing, FTX co-founder SBF was told that crypto execs are uh, told by crypto execs to stop trying to depeg stable coins. That's right. According to a report by the Wall Street Journal, crypto execs were allegedly concerned of SBF and Alameda Research trying to depeg stable coins. In fact, CZ, the Binance CEO, called them out for it for trying to depeg Tether USDT. Now check this out. Quoting Kathy Wood, SBF disliked Bitcoin because he couldn't control it. Fact, he couldn't control the decentralized crypto. Also in today's show, Bitcoin OG Max Kaiser says Bitcoin can make massive moves next year in 2023 before the halving. That's right. He says Bitcoin could ignite these epic rallies uh, very soon. And he says the direction for Bitcoin for 13 years has been up and it will be up for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So that's number one. That's solved. The direction is up. And he also goes on to share, I have good reason to believe that Tether USDT is more than 100% backed by U.S. dollars. However, USDC, on the other hand, is marked for death. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone tuning in to today's live stream of Crypto News Alerts pod episode number 1131. I am your host, JV, and happy Monday. Today is December 12th, 2022. Let's take a look at the overall crypto market, as you can see, which is currently pulling back, correcting, and in the red. We got Bitcoin down 1% for the day, trading back under that $17,000 resistance. We have ETH trading just at about $1,250. And as you can see, carnage across the entire crypto sector and checking out coinmarketcap.com we can see the current crypto market cap sitting at 842 billion dollars with 36 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the current bitcoin dominance 38.8 percent and the ether dominance at 18.2 percent and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours we have ton coin up five percent trading at two dollars and eleven cents followed by dash up three percent trading just under 49 dollars followed by stacks up two percent trading at just under 30 cents below that we have neem and satoshi vision and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week we can see virtually a sea of red with a handful in the green including ftt lo and behold the native uh token of the fallen ftx exchange up 
13% for the week. STX, which is stacks, up about 18%. And we also have ton up about 15%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, you can see we're currently rated 27 in fear. Yesterday was a 26, last week a 26, and last month a 21 in fear. So there you have it. Welcome everyone to tuning in to today's live show. Once again, it's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to doing the live Q&A later on during the show. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and the things to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week. There's five things I want to point out in particular. Most important, CPI print forms a key focus. That's right. The phrase on everyone's lips this week is CPI. This is a key measure of consumer prices, inflation in the United States. And while coming every month, the latest CPI print is due December 13th, which is literally tomorrow for the month of November or should we say, has additional importance for this market. In two weeks to go until the end of the year, the chances of a risk asset Santa Rally, for instance, now hang in the balance. Now, quoting C, uh, QCP here, a higher than expected CPI print and more hawkish Fed have the potential to invalidate this rally like we saw in April and August reversals. But on the other hand, another disflationary print can see many chase a continuation of the rally into the year. So let me know which way you think we are likely to go. And now let's uh, break down the second major factor to keep your eyes out on this week. And that's the Bitcoin spot price awaiting for action. That's right. Would everyone focus on the Fed? Traders understand that policy and macro numbers will be the de facto to dictate what happens to the king crypto in the coming days. Aside from force majeure, there's little to do but to sit and wait for the data to roll in. In the meantime, Bitcoin continues to range in all too familiar territory around the 17,000 mark, as you can see here in this chart. Now, quoting... On-chain college here, Bitcoin has been bouncing between the realized price and balance price since June. Analytics resource shows I am interest in, uh, interested in a sustained movement outside of this range, which has yet to occur. And now for the third thing to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week, that's the U.S. dollar teasing, renewed strength. That's right, keenly anticipating a change of trend for the U.S. dollar. Trader Blunt's warned that Bitcoin may yet to deliver a bearish end of the year. That's right. I want to actually quote him here, DXY, which is the U.S. dollar currency index, also putting in a higher low on the daily and looking strong. My gut is telling me we are en route to a new low, sub 15000 for Bitcoin, which I will happily buy. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this analyst that we're likely to see a lower low surpassing the current low of 15500 Now for the next factor to keep your eyes out on, supply shock ratio nears a 10-year high. That's right. Behind the scenes, Bitcoin's delivering subtle hints that all may not be so bad when it comes to the overall market strength. According to the illiquid supply shock ratio metric, there is a higher chance of a major supply-induced rush for Bitcoin than at any point in almost a decade. That's right. This creation of the ISSR was by on-chain analyst Willie Wu and crypto researcher William Clemente with attempts to model the possibility or probability of a supply shock forming and simply put, it assesses how much of the supply is available versus the current demand and given the ongoing trend of ferreting Bitcoin away into cold storage, the signal couldn't be more clear. As of December 10th, the ISSR measured 3.537, its highest since August of 2014, which you can see in this Bitcoin illiquid supply shock ratio chart. Now for the fifth and final factor to keep your eyes out on this week at the Bitcoin market, Arthur Hayes says Bitcoin miner selling is over. That's right. The final silver lining for the future comes courtesy of Bitcoin mining research. Uh, former BitMEX CEO Arthur Hayes 
Shout out to Hayes. In his latest blog post on December 9th, he, uh, he shared uh, he took an exception to the pervading narrative surrounding miners' financial buoyancy as it impacts on markets. Now, increasing sales of Bitcoin by miners struggling to stay afloat have led to concerns that a major capitulation event could flood the market with liquidity. However, this is not the case, says Hayes, going further to show that even if miners sold all the Bitcoin they produced each day, it would barely impact the markets at all, as he shares here. Therefore, we can ignore this ongoing selling pressure as it is easily absorbed by the markets. And Hayes continued that the bulk of Bitcoin sales by both miners and lenders, known as collateral lending firms had likely already occurred. As he shares here, I believe that the forced selling of Bitcoin by sales and miners is over. If you had to sell, you would have already done so. There is no reason why you would hold on if you had an urgent need for fiat to remain a going concern, given that almost every major sell has either seized withdrawals, pointing to insolvency at best, or gone bankrupt. There are no more minor loans or collateral to be liquidated. And Glassnow data, meanwhile, shows that the 30-day change in supply held by miners while still decreasing is cooling off from the recent highs, supporting the theory that sales are slowing. Fears of distressed Bitcoin miners creating selling pressure are blown up, according to Bitcoin mining analyst Jaron Millard, who shared in regards to Hayes' uh, blog post. Now, let me know if you agree or disagree with Arthur Hayes, the former BitMEX CEO. And are you short-term bullish or bearish on the King Crypto? Holla at your boy in the live chat, which leads us to our next story of the day. There is a rumor circulating all across crypto Twitter right now that there is going to be a conclusion with the Ripple Labs versus SEC lawsuit, which would be a big deal for the crypto industry, considering that's just three days around the corner. So let's discuss this next rumor. Now, Charles Hoskinson says he has heard rumors Ripple's lawsuit with the SEC will come to a conclusion in three days. In a new Ask Me Anything session on YouTube, he talks about what would happen if regulators declare Cardano an unregistered security. Quoting Hoskinson here, there is nothing in the history of Cardano that feels security-like from the beginning to where it is at today to the fact that the network is fully decentralized and so forth. I would believe that then Ethereum and Bitcoin would also be securities and would be a bigger debacle. And this is a problem with regulation through enforcement. There's not much you can do. Just any given Sunday, it's whoever the regulators decide to pick. And there is a big fight. $100 million is spent and it is brutal and vicious and a lot of hard feelings. Sometimes people win. Sometimes people don't. Now, Ripple was sued by the SEC in late 2020, literally two years ago, under allegations that the firm sold XRP as an unregistered security. Back in the early days, now after nearly two years, Hoskinson says he heard rumors that the lawsuit will finally end via a settlement in the coming days, which he discloses here. I have heard rumors that the Ripple case will be settled December 15th. Let's just see. That could have catastrophic implications for the industry one way or the other, but you just keep moving forward. Regardless of what happens, it's a decentralized ecosystem you guys control. The United States of America doesn't get to say that Cardano lives or dies. You do, the world. That's the point of the centralized ecosystem and to watch this surprise AMA Charles Hoskinson did with his prediction sharing the rumor of a settlement being reached with Ripple Labs versus SEC in three more days, December 15th. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And what are your thoughts surrounding this so-called rumor? Do you think this is likely or unlikely and that the lawsuit will continue? I have heard lots of different potential scenarios, including from XRP lawyers. And one of them said he believes there is a 51% chance that 
XRP win this lawsuit versus uh, the SEC. And he also said even if the SEC wins, they'll just have to pay a judgment, which can potentially be 400 to $500 million. However, Garlinghouse, their CEO of XRP, has went on the record to share they have over a billion dollars in their war chest specifically for this battle against the SEC, which means if they had to pay a half a billion dollars, it's no sweat. They're still going to proceed and move on. However, he also shared a third and fourth scenario, and one of those scenarios was that Judge Torres, the current judge involved with this case, doesn't make a decision because she doesn't have enough insight and that she makes this a trial by jury, meaning that this lawsuit can potentially get stretched all the way until summer of next year. Which possibility do you feel is likely to happen? Do you think the SEC will win, lose, or do you feel this is likely to get pushed back? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And with that being shared, now let's discuss an end of the year Bitcoin rally, which Tone Bay's predicted. So check it out. In a new strategy session, Tone Vase tells his 100,000 plus YouTube subs, Bitcoin is trading within a narrow horizontal channel after rallying from its current bear market low around 15,700. Quoting Tone here, the fact that this horizontal channel has taken place after a 10% upswing, there is a higher than 50% probability that the next breakout will be to the upside, at least the size of the channel, which is small, potentially the size of the prior bounce, which is 10% or more. And while the seasoned trader is expecting bullish continuation in the short term for the king crypto, he says the rally will likely push Bitcoin to a major resistance level, which could trigger the next sell-off event. Quoting him here, that gets us to this underside of the prior channel, which is major and monster resistance, especially if it comes in contact with the 128-day moving average. So I'm looking for this bounce to probably to continue to the year end. And then everyone is going to be super bullish in the beginning of the year. And then there is a high probability of one more capitulation down which he outlines here in this chart. Now, Vase has previously said there is a decent chance of one more capitulation to the sub $15,000 level. Quoting him here, the main reason why I believe that this is because we spent way too much time at the lows of $16,000. The way markets bottom usually is you only get a few hours to buy the perfect low. You don't get a week to think about buying the perfect low. And Tone Vase makes a great point. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst. And to watch this video he did entitled, Will This be a quiet end to the year for Bitcoin. Check the show notes below the video in the description. I'd love to see an end of the year Bitcoin rally, but do stress caution because even if we do pump as per Tone Vase is predicting, we can see a major capitulation when everyone gets bullish heading into the new year for 2023. So do keep that in mind, which leads us to our next story of the day, self-custody. Right now, there is a lot of talk about who can you trust? Can you trust stablecoins? Or actually, our next story, we're going to be discussing SBF versus stablecoins because he was actually found trying to depeg stables to create more uncertainty and more uh, shenanigans occurring uh, in the crypto industry. So that is wild. But when an exchange CEO comes out and says, you know what? Trust no exchanges, self-custody. Hey, that's saying a lot. So let's break down our next story of the day. Shall we? And this is Ray Youssef, just FYI, the Paxful CEO. So the case for self-custody grows stronger as investors demand evidence of their assets over the crypto exchanges. And while some CEOs chose to double down on assuring the fund's safety on their platforms, such as CZ from Binance, we have Ray Youssef, the CEO of crypto exchange Paxful, who sided with the idea of self-custody as he took responsibility for over 11 million users. So much respect to Ray. The fall of FTX was an eye-opener for investors who predominantly entrusted crypto 
exchanges with safeguarding their assets. FTX CEO SBF, however, broke this trust by misappropriating user funds via Alameda Research. And ever since, numerous exchanges had to share wallet info as proof of reserves publicly, quoting Ray Youssef here, we'll be sending an email every week strongly advising our people to never keep savings on any exchange, including Paxful. This is the way. Self-custody your savings always preach. And again, much respect to the Paxful CEO, as I haven't seen any other CEO of any exchanges say the same sentiment. Now, in a tweet, Yusuf distanced himself from others in the industry, reiterating that he never touched investors' money and adding the following, my sole responsibility is to help and serve you. That's why today I am messaging all of our Paxful users to move your Bitcoin to self-custody. You should not keep your saving on Paxful or any exchange and only keep what you trade here. Sage advice. I've been preaching this from the rooftops for the longest time. If you're forced to use an exchange because you need to make a trade, make your trade, immediately remove whatever excess crypto from the exchanges and move it into self-custody ASAP or forever. Hold your peace as he shares. Now, Yousef will send weekly emails to users strongly advising against storing cryptos on the exchanges, including Paxful. The entrepreneur further highlighted the problem with trusting custodians such as SBF, stating that you're at the mercy of their morals facts. Now, thanks to Satoshi, Bitcoin as an asset is shielded from centralized control and manipulation. Youssef pointed out this unique opportunity that Bitcoin brings to the table, the chance to finally be in control. That's right. And while he strongly advised users to take control over their assets, Youssef assured their funds safety for investors that chose to store their Bitcoin on Paxful. And moreover, the entrepreneur plans to remove Ethereum from Paxful as a tradable asset, citing the lack of integrity compared to the Bitcoin ecosystem. Very bold statement coming from Ray Youssef, ultimately saying, I do not trust Ethereum, so we're removing it from our platform. Now, the plan to delist Ether from Paxful came after Jeremy Garcia, the founder and CEO of Satoshi Journal, pointed out Ethereum's poorly designed control. Now, SBF made the headlines after revealing his plan to start a new business for repaying the FTX investors, quoting him here, I would give anything to be able to do that, and I'm going to try if I can, says the infamous SBF. But there you have it. When it comes to self-custody, you can't be too safe. What are your thoughts about his message as an exchange CEO telling and encouraging all of his millions of users to remove all of their crypto off of the exchange, including his own, and moving it to self-custody. Self-custody is the way. Which leads us to our next story of the day. Let's discuss SPF versus stablecoins as he got busted trying to depeg these cryptos. You can't make this stuff up, folks. The Wall Street Journal reports that just before the crypto exchange FTX filed for their Chapter 11 bankruptcy, there was a conversation between CZ and SPF on November 10th. Now, the Signal chat group called Exchange Coordination. The Signal's group chat logs were apparently seen by the Wall Street Journal and high up crypto execs like Tether's CTO Paolo Ordeño and Kraken co-founder Jesse Powell are purportedly members of this group. And the Wall Street Journal report details SBF was accused of trying to destabilize stablecoins and more specifically Tether USDT. Go figure. Quoting them here, a Tether official and the head of the world's largest crypto exchange grew alarmed that SBF was trying to destabilize the stablecoin, the Wall Street Journal reporters reported. And however, in a statement made to the Wall Street Journal, SBF denied the claims made in the report about the signal chat conversation. Well, how convenient, SBF. Of course, he denied it. Now, these people offer detail to the Binance CEO confronting SBF about the alleged depegging. 
Quoting him here, stop trying to depeg stablecoins, CZ is cited as saying, and stop doing anything, stop now, don't cause more damage. And the FTX co-founder recently agreed to testify in front of U.S. Congress and also discuss the idea of launching a new FTT token. Like, you can't make this stuff up, folks. After his FTT token already crashed billions of dollars and is practically trading at a dollar something when it was up to about $25 prior to this, he says he should launch another token. Please no. Please tell me he's joking. And the block CEO, Michael McCaffrey, was secretly given more than $43 million from Bankman Freed's Alameda Research and Shark Tank superstar Kevin O'Leary was also, he recently revealed he was paid over $15 million to be a spokesperson for FT. X. This is absolutely ludicrous. And as uh, Kathy Wood shares, SBF disliked Bitcoin because he couldn't control it. Facts. Those are, I mean, there's no denying that he liked <laughs> taking your real Bitcoin and swapping it for artificial Bitcoin. That, my friend, is SBF. What are your thoughts surrounding him attacking Tether USDT, and a little later, we're going to be discussing uh, Max Kaiser and his predictions and forecasts for the King Crypto for 2023, as well as why he believes that Tether USDT is backed one-to-one and is perfectly fine, and that it's the stablecoin from Circle USDC that is the one you need to be worried about. So let's dive uh, right in. And for those of you who missed the Max Kaiser recent interview with Daniela Cambone of Stansbury Research, be sure to check it out. I'll include this in the show notes below the video in the description. But now for the highlights, Bitcoin OG Max Kaiser says Bitcoin could ignite epic rallies even before it's having events slated for 2024. In a new interview with Stansbury Research, the longtime Bitcoin bull says he envisions Bitcoin price rising for the next several decades. Quitting him here, the direction for Bitcoin for 13 years has been up and it'll be up for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So that's number one. That is solved. The direction is up. While the Bitcoin price is currently down 75% from its all-time high, Kaiser points out that the leading blockchain by market cap's hash rate is at record highs, signaling that Bitcoin is healthier than ever. Now, the hash rate indicates the total computing power being allocated to the Bitcoin network with a higher hash rate suggesting an increasingly robust network that is more secure against an attacker, quoting Max. For all those folks out there who want to put in the research and do the work, they'll see that the current price is an actual excellent entry point with unconfiscatable, uncensorable property that's portable and obviously it's going to do better than any fiat money out there and it's superior to gold in my opinion. I look at the strength of the network, that is the number I look at. I don't look at the price so much. I look at how the network is doing and how the hash rate is doing and if people are contributing capital to the network and that's at an all-time high. So for me, Bitcoin's at an all-time high today its price is a lagging indicator. So there you have it. He straight up tells you the price is a lagging indicator of the hash rate. And he also highlights that Bitcoin could absolutely make massive moves in 2023, noting the price catches up as it always does. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Max Kaiser. And also recently he shared Circle pays people to use Circle, and as such, they are on the verge of bankruptcy. Whereas with Tether, they don't pay anyone to use Tether. There's a big difference there. Circle is about to go bankrupt. It is USDC. That's the one you need to look out for. And he continues, Circle, they're in trouble. They are the next FTX. They are about to go bankrupt. That is a big pile of ish. It is Circle. Then this morning, he reminds us again, I have good reason to believe that Tether is more than 100% backed by US dollars. USDC, on the other hand, is marked for death. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with 
Max Kaiser regarding stablecoins, Tether versus USDC. And if one was to fall and collapse, which stablecoin do you feel is most likely to collapse? USDT, as many in the industry have been anticipating, or as Max Kaiser believes, could it be USDC and Tether could all be FUD? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below and also surrounding his 2023 bullish price predictions for the King Crypto. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.